Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Cameron Rhodes again with the Guided Trip Fly Fishing Podcast. I uh, figured I'd come with you today. The weather's pretty shitty up here in the high country. We got blowing snow, rain, wind, all of it you can imagine. Um, so I figured I'd stick inside today and either tie some bugs and sit down and, and do a little podcast for you guys. Um, what we're going to be talking about today is is the all-natural trend. Um, you know, I've been it's been on my mind recently a fair amount, um, you know, this push for going all natural. Um, and, and when I say that, I mean in regards to my flies. Um, changing it up just a little bit um, and focusing on the natural patterns. Um, you know, with this world that we live in, with all the technology that we have these days and the evolution of fly fishing and where it's going and, you know, all the different flies that are being created. There's so many different colors. There's so many different patterns. There's so many different ways to tie them um, that I think we're kind of losing sight of what we started with, you know, kind of going back to our roots just a little bit. Um, you know, these flies are becoming more advanced, um, you know, and everybody's trying to figure out different ways to catch fish and they have to have their own pattern and, oh, I tied this one or I got this one or whatever, you know, hey, I came up with this. But, you know, if you think about it, everybody's just kind of recreating certain flies over and over again and, you know, changing one little thing, go, oh, this is a new pattern I created. No, it's not. It's not a new pattern you created. It's, you know, it's an RS2 that you, you know, puts foam on or something like that or, you know, hey, you did this. Um, nobody's really coming up with new stuff. They're just kind of, you know, changing up the color scheme and, you know, put on a different hook. Um, and what I really want to kind of bring this up is, you know, we need to not forget that pheasant tail rules, rules all the land, rules the fly fishing world. Um, I mean, it's, it's the king. And if you look at it, I mean, most flies, a lot of flies are based off the pheasant tail. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, two-bit hooker. I love the two-bit hooker, um, great fly, but it's a pheasant tail with an extra tungsten bead. If you really break it down, uh, I mean, I think the reason it does so well is because it has the pheasant tail profile, but it gets down deeper than, you know, a, a non-weighted pheasant tail would. You put two tungsten beads on there, hell yeah, it's going to get down to where those fish are, and it's going to work. But what what happened where we forgot about the pheasant tail? We forgot about the hare's ear. We forgot about the prince nymph. You know, a lot of people have, and they're moving on to other things, you know, more complicated, you know, um, where they're, everybody's creating all these different types of legs and bodies and, you know, different materials for it and synthetic materials to create these different bugs. But what they do is they don't catch fish necessarily all the time. They catch fishermen. And that's a big thing. I mean, you go into any fly shop and they're going to have these high-end bugs and, you know, different um, styles of stoneflies, of, you know, beadhead nymphs. Uh, it could be any any type, mayflies, betas, anything. But they're flashy. They're, you know, they're, they're trying to sell the fishermen. They want the fishermen to buy it. It doesn't mean it's not going to work. It just means that there's other things that might work a little bit better. Um, and so, I, you know, we kind of lost this point where we forgot about the all natural looking bugs that we started with you know like I said the pheasant tail the hare's ear um the prince nymph you know these bugs are simple and they work they're very effective I mean do people really think that fish quit eating a beadhead pheasant tail or beadhead prince nymph 
you know, it depends on what size you're throwing, obviously. But do we really think they're not going to eat it anymore? Do we think they stopped? So I want to talk about it. And I, I, you know, I mean, it's, it's been on my mind a lot. And I know I'm pushing for it. Um, and I know a lot of guides and fishermen alike are still pushing for, I mean, uh, on themselves, you know, and go, Hey, I, you know, I want more natural in my box. I want more natural looking bugs in my box. Um, and it helps. Like I said, do you really think they're not going to eat it? No, of course they're going to eat it. You, I mean, you can take a size 20 pheasant tail. Let's, you know, na- all natural size 20 pheasant tail. It's going to look like a betis. It's going to look like a little mayfly. It's going to mimic a lot of different bugs. So for you to think that it's not going to work or that you shouldn't have any in your box, that's not going to fool trout, the only thing you're going to fool is yourself that it's not going to work. So keep in mind, have some natural-looking bugs in your box. And when I mean natural, I'm saying natural materials with natural colors. If you're a tire, you know, start trying different bugs with natural colors do variations of the pheasant tail with natural materials natural colors i mean look at skinny nelson skinny nelson's basic peacock some threads some pheasant tail boom some wire you're done it's a very basic bug but guess what it works and it works all the time it will work of course you know there's a time and place for you know other bugs and other you know attractor nymphs and and dries and and different colors and I get no I mean I get it don't get me wrong at all I'm in the fish catching business so having a full arsenal of flies is is worth it if it's your living for sure I mean it's worth it any time you know you never know when you're going to need that other bug but I know what I'm starting to do is I'm going to start tying and fishing just a little bit more natural and going going a little bit more basic or simpler make it easier on myself um so i mean if you if you really break it down depending on size and color i mean natural or black or red or i mean greenish yeah obviously it's going to change the color a little bit you know but just more natural looking bugs, you know, if you, if you go with a, a basic, you know, natural pheasant tail, it can mimic anything from, like I said, a tiny betis or even a small stone, even up to a large stone. You can tie, I mean, a pheasant tail on a 12 and it's going to mimic a stone, no doubt about it. And to say that the fish aren't going to eat that, I mean, that's, that's bullshit because they will, I've seen it, it'll happen. And I mean, you can take a hare's ear, you know, same thing. It might work for a little BWO if you tie it small enough. Or it also works as a stonefly if you go up to a size 14, a size 12. It's going to work for that. Even a guide's choice, you know, with with a little bit of partridge around it, a little bit of soft tackle around it. Obviously, it's going to catch fish. It's a natural-looking bug. No flash, nothing like that. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a variety of bugs. Obviously, you should have a variety of bugs. But... To not have these naturals in your box is nonsense. And to believe that they don't work is also nonsense. So let's go over it a little bit. You know, tying these bugs or anything like that, you know, I mean, you can fish them anywhere, you can fish them any type. So have a variety. If you're going to tie pheasant tails, 
tie some natural, tie some in black, tie some in green, tie some in red. Try different colors. Also try some with a little bit of flash, you know, flashback on the back. Um, bead heads, glass beads, you know, even, you know, size 22s with glass beads. They're, they crush it. I know, you know, little, little betas, little mayflies, size 20, 22, even 18 glass bead or even a brass or tungsten bead. It's going to crush it. I think we've lost sight of what we used to know. And, you know, I'll honestly say, I'll be the first one to say that I have too many flies in my box. But of those flies I have, I'd say 70 to 80% of them are going to be more natural looking colors and variations. And I think as fishermen, we kind of tend to overanalyze everything we're doing. And especially as fly fishermen, you know, all fishermen overanalyze what you're doing. But take a step back and, you know, go back to the basics. I can guarantee that you'll notice the difference. And I mean, I've, I've said it in this podcast already. Don't get me wrong about this, that I don't fish other bugs because I do. But like I said, there's a time and place for them. My buddy, old blunt mouth, he's, he's got a saying, I mean, and he's got lots of sayings, but one of them is, yes, if, if they ain't eating a size 16 pheasant tail, they ain't eating, which I can definitely believe to an extent, you know, there's definitely times where it's like, yeah, you're right. Obviously, you know, there's times where they're going to eat, but that, I mean, you know, he's so focused on that where, I mean, pheasant tail is, you know, that's his go-to which I get. I fully understand. It works. It does. So check it out. Don't be afraid. Don't don't get suckered into some of these things, some of these flies that people are trying to sell you. Sell yourself on the natural shit. It works. If you're new to fly fishing or even fly tying, here's a couple options to look at. These will this will help you out and point you in the right direction. Some good flies to check out. Um, Bars Emerger. Hair's Ear we've talked about. Prince Nymph we've talked about. WD-40 is a good one. Skinny Nelson. The Frenchie. Um, those are all good natural flies. And if you're getting into tying and you want to tie these, the materials are very cheap to tie these flies. Um, you can go to your local fly shop if you have one around you. If not, definitely there's tons of places online where you can order them. Um, but try to go through a fly shop instead of going off Amazon or something like that. You know, try to, uh, I know a lot of fly shops are on Amazon, but try to order through a fly shop if you can. But these are good basic starting points. And most fly shops, most people who have tying um, or businesses that have tying materials are going to have everything you need for these flies. Um, and it doesn't take much to tie all of these flies. You kind of need almost the same materials. Um, but they'll have these materials because they're everybody uses them. They're, they're essential in fly tying. Um, so check it out. They're cheap. They're universal to tons of different flies. Um, also, if you're getting into fly tying, there's lots of videos online. 
lots of tutorials online for these flies, how to fish them, how to tie them. Um, how to fish them is a little bit differently, but uh, different, but how to tie them, you know, if you have no idea what you're doing at all, you know, most fly tying classes or anything like that is going to teach you how to tie a pheasant tail or they'll teach you how to tie a woolly bugger or something to get some basics down. But the pheasant tail is a good basic bug to start and it kind of provides some essential techniques for tying. Um, and it'll, it'll get you started right off the bat and then you can kind of move on from there. And, um, but take a look at those bugs. Um, they'll, they'll start you off right with some, with some good basics and some good, um, natural looking bugs. If I have the option to tie natural over, you know, synthetic bugs, I definitely always pick natural. Um, I mean, for one, like I mentioned, they're very cheap to tie. Um, they're easy to tie. You can crank out a dozen, you know, pheasant tails pretty, pretty damn quick. Um, and then, you know, because they are cheap too, it's not going to be in the back of your head if you lose one going, ah, oh, son of a bitch, you know. I'm not going to go, oh, there goes another pheasant tail. Uh. No, it's like, ass ah, pheasant tail. No big deal. I got plenty of them. You know, if I'm if I'm just tossing out two-bit hookers with two tungsten beads on them the entire time and just throwing them into trees, then yeah, I'm going to be a little upset. But like, God dang, you know, freaking two tungsten beads in the trees, that's a fair amount of money. That cost me, that was a, a very expensive rig right there. So think about that as well. You know, as complicated as fly fishing can be, it's pretty easy. You know, we got it. We got we have most of it figured out. You know, if we keep coming up with these complicated patterns, then it gets a little bit tougher. And you know, we're just honestly we're just educating the fish more, if you think about it. So, I mean, think about a couple patterns and that way you have a little bit you have an edge over some of the other guys out there. Um, or even on top of the fish, you know, if they're not eating a you know, jujubatus, go try a pheasant tail, try a WD-40, try a bars emerger. Use something that looks a little bit, you know, doesn't have the bright colors, doesn't have the synthetic wings, doesn't have, you know, make it make it easy. Make it easier on yourself. If you're having trouble trying to figure out what to throw, size, color, you know, whether I should throw a bead or not, we're going to do podcasts about fly selection. Hopefully here soon. I'm still working on, it's it's tough getting everything together and trying to talk it all out to somebody on a podcast or talk to everybody on the podcast, how to, how to choose what flies to use. But we will be doing a podcast about fly selection. And the, in the best way for, I'd say for me to pick a fly. Um, and so look forward to that. But as for now, that was pretty much my rant about natural looking bugs. I know short is quick. But keep it in mind, I appreciate all you guys listening. Shout out to everybody who's sent me messages on Instagram, email, um, and you know told me how much they like the show. I appreciate it. That's awesome. Um, hopefully you keep listening. More and more people continue to listen. Um, if you want to email me, email is theguidedtrip at gmail.com. Um, send over an email. Let me know what you think. Um, quick to reply hopefully um but i appreciate it guys thank you very much enjoy